0: listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, the showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Alyssa May is a country-turned-pop singer-songwriter whose heartfelt vocals complement her personal and relatable lyrics.
1: Alyssa May. I am from Houston, Texas. Um, Growing up, I listened to a lot of country music. Um, I just loved the songwriting and the storytelling that's involved in country music. I also listened to a lot of, you know, mainstream pop. I was really into Britney Spears. And in the early 2000s, I was obsessed with Hilary Duff. Um, But it really wasn't until around 2006 when um, I heard of a girl named Taylor Swift and her song Tim McGraw was on the country radio station. I was listening to it in the truck with my dad and I just fell in love with her storytelling and um, you know that influenced my songwriting a lot because I started writing music when I was in second grade, which was years before I even heard of the name Taylor Swift. And I thought that I was strange or weird for writing music because no one else was. And I would just think of random things and write these lines. I remember specifically in fourth grade, my first song was called Beach Party Pop, like the one that I actually put all together. And it's embarrassing now to look back at it, but I still have the like official manuscript of my first ever like true full song from start to finish and um you know just hearing taylor swift and the way that she would write music inspired me to continue to think a little bit more deeply and looking at the details of a story not just like i like you you like me but like what was happening when i saw you what was happening you know in that room was it crowded was it mystical like what did it feel like was it she uses the word enchanted a lot. So, you know, just those kind of words and finding, you know, more eloquent and elaborate synonyms for our everyday words. Um, so in high school, I wrote a lot of music and I became a member of the Nashville Songwriters Association. You know, when I was 15 is when I really started to pursue music as an a career. Um, when I was in high school I would play shows you know I was really young but I was playing at bars and um, I played a lot at church too so like polar opposites you got the bar and you got the church I did that with my spare time instead of going to parties and hanging out a lot with my friends and I used to record you know when I was like 17 18 I used to record um, my music and burn them on cds for my friends and I would give them as gifts all the time and around that time is when i also started youtube and back then youtube was so different than it is now i would post a video and i would wake up the next day and it would get thousands of views easy um so i connected with a lot of people through youtube and you know i wanted to pursue songwriting in college but um and i wanted to move to nashville to do that i wanted to go to belmont university i've always wanted to but I was dating somebody at the time who, um, you know, he wasn't really supportive of that, and so I chose to stay in Texas and go to school there. And you know, in the end, we ended up breaking up, and so I regret that a lot—not going to Nashville to um, continue studying songwriting in that way. Um, a lot of my friends who were my age at the time—they're like on the radio now; they're big and famous. They're going to the Grammys and. It's sometimes I wonder like what would have been if I you know listened to my gut to begin with but in the end, I feel like it's all working out and you know dreams can still happen even when you're not in college anymore I've graduated. I am still songwriting I continue to build my craft and I moved from garage band to Logic Pro and I'm just you know studying a little bit more of, music theory and all of that. I started playing piano when I was five. I picked up a guitar when I was 14 after, literally the next day after my first Taylor Swift concert. And then I picked up my laptop when I was 18. And I just feel like I just keep progressing from there.
0: Your older stuff is still up, your your countryside, similar to Taylor, you had your countryside and then you transitioned to more pop. So I, I assume that was intentional.
1: Yes, it was intentional, it was. You know, I, like I said earlier, I love the aspect of country music and their, the storytelling. I also got that from my great aunt Jean Ritchie. She is known as the mother of folk. She wrote songs for like Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash. And um, you know, at family reunions, I would just listen to her, sing on her on her dulcimer, and just just be in awe of her storytelling. Um, and so I feel like along with Taylor. She credits country music for her storytelling as well, and so I wanted to move more to pop music because I noticed myself writing more pop melodies than I did country melodies, and I was a bit frustrated in the country music scene because it was very male-driven, and I just felt like everywhere I turned, there was a new guy on the radio talking about beer and trucks and girls and, like, short shorts and'm I'm, ha- I'm here for a good time you know and I just I wasn't really into writing songs like that like of course I could and I could be genuine and write a song for that type of radio but it it didn't feel authentic to me and what I wanted to write about it's hard to pick a genre because I feel like everyone is just a little bit of everything and you kind of create your own genre as you as you create
0: yeah have you heard bo burnham's country music song yes yes he is so funny
1: (laughs) the thing that stuck in my head is um the the one about comedy
0: healing the world with
1: comedy
0: he's so Mm. funny there's a gap in your release schedule so between like 2015 and 2019 No music in there?
1: Nope. I was just taking a very long break, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Because um, my country EP, you know, I flew to Nashville and I recorded it um, in a studio where like Luke Bryan recorded. And some of the people on my album were on Taylor Swift's first album. And so I spent a lot of time, money and effort into the album you know, I was really young at the time. And so I wasn't as, I didn't know as much about um, music business or marketing. And so it flopped and it didn't do very well. And I was just very defeated that I didn't make it. I thought that was going to be my big break. I even asked um, some of the guys there like, what happens if I get like a million streams? Like, what would happen? And they they looked at me like I was crazy. And I was So like young and bright eyed, like I was gonna be a star and it just didn't happen. And, you know, I was in the hole, a lot of money. I thought, you know, I've used GarageBand before to film some of my YouTube videos. Maybe I should just, you know, practice that. And so I practiced GarageBand and um, that's when I got Logic Pro. I was just playing around with demos and writing new songs and just thinking about it in a different way, in a different perspective. So I spent most of that time producing and writing.
0: If only TikTok were around back when you're, that, uh, that EP came out.
1: <laughs> honestly, honestly, TikTok has changed my life.
0: So Ghosts was your first return, I guess, as the pop Alyssa May. Yes. And so was there a particular inspiration behind that one?
1: Yes, actually, um, I wrote it in the... End of 2015, so I had just released my EP, "The Country One," and it was flopping. And I was like, "This is this stinks. I hate this." And I was driving down a country road in Texas, in um, my hometown, and I was looking at these blinking red lights. And, you know, the lights are just there for for you to stop and look all four ways, and then and then go. And I was just so fascinated by these blinking red lights. And then I was thinking about it. My boyfriend at the time, his ex-girlfriend lived not too far away um, from these blinking red lights. And I was thinking about it more in her perspective, like because my boyfriend left her, you know, obviously they weren't together anymore. And she used to drive the roads with him all the time. And so I wrote it based on, you know, these blinking red lights. We used to drive them together. And now every time I drive them, I feel haunted um, by your ghost because everywhere I turn, there you are.
2: Why did it end like this? I'm desperate to make amends and I want to let you go, but you're still
1: So that was the the main inspiration for it. But then I also took from my own life, um, just like, you know, missing somebody, you still feel them there with you when you're listening to a song y'all used to listen to together and you just think about them. So I took a little bit of inspiration from both of those things.
0: And that was the first one you produced as well. Do you remember some of the, the challenges you had going into that?
1: My main thing that I struggle with is the levels, how to you know make things not so loud and you know the gains and everything um so i struggled with that and i was really stressed i sat on i sat on the production part of it for months i would listen to it over and over and over again and then i would get frustrated and i wouldn't listen to it for months after that so it was a very long process and even now as i listen to it it's not like my favorite thing in the world but i do love that it was my first thing that i put out and i could claim 100 percent as my own my ep you know i didn't take care of the mixing or the mastering i just showed up and i sang and i went home so this was a lot more work
0: and effort it's a constant work in progress like even the album I was just working on like we just had a a four-hour call last night of going through each song doing one last pass you know maybe the bass goes up here the vocals go down you know yeah once you've listened to it a thousand times you kind of lose perspective yes so removing yourself for a few days or a few weeks or something is always good to come back and you have like fresh ears
1: yes it's very tedious for sure just trying to sit there and like you said listening to yourself over and over and over and over again gets almost annoying (laughs) like i'm tired of hearing myself saying i want to i want to dive into something else and you know that's um the thing i struggle with even now i have like seven demos that i'm working on and i'll work on one for a little bit and realize that i'm tired of it and then jump to another demo and then i just never finish anything (laughs)
0: You get like sometimes too mechanical and technical, where like you wrote it and you're in a really emotional place. And then you're like, okay, I'm gonna put it together. But then it gets very technical. You start losing the emotion. Yes. And it's only when you have that that separation after a little bit, you come back and you start to feel it again. Yes. Yes. So I wanna skip ahead to vision. Very Swifty vibes on that one.
1: <laughs> I had the idea of vision since like 2017. I was like, 2020 is in a couple years. So I'm thinking like 2020 vision. And here's the thing with both vision and ghosts. They were parts Mm -hmm. of projects that I just never released. So ghosts was going to be a ghosts EP. And all the songs were going to be haunting and ghostly. The vision EP, everything was going to be bright and vivid and colorful. And, you know, I was on track to do that. And then COVID happened. But my main uh, source of information, inspiration my main source of inspiration was just the fact that it was the year 2020 and we all know how that turned out
2: you're not the past you won't hurt me we won't fade to black and it's concerning that i trust your brown eyes cause i didn't trust those last guys for the first time i
0: consistently just keep putting out singles so is that just a matter of you know only having the time to do singles or are you following you know the modern trends of keep people engaged at all times or do you want to eventually put out an EP or album
1: so right now I'm just putting out singles that I am going to release on an EP that hopefully will be released next year so I have a couple of demos lined up, ready to go. And I'm waiting until I have a big chunk of demos that I can release every like three
0: or four weeks
1: and then, um, you know, hit the world with an EP.
0: And so jumping ahead to Skyline, that one has has a little bit different vibe than the other ones.
1: So Skyline is actually a song I wrote when I was 16. It was inspired by the Houston Skyline. I remember uh, me and my friends, we had gone downtown um, for my friend's 16th birthday and i just loved being in the city i loved seeing the city and you know i had this huge crush on this one guy and um i was just thinking about you know what if we came down to the city and so i wrote it when i was 16 but then i kind of revised it when i was older and i had experienced a lot more and experienced love and i wrote it in a perspective of thinking about your first love and how, you know, sometimes it's not meant to last forever, but, you know, it's still strong, it's still bright and still beautiful, like the skyline. Um, So that's um, the reason for the lyrics. Um, But with the production and everything, it was just, I just wanted it to be chill. I didn't want to think about it too much because I cared more about the lyrics than I cared about the production. So the production isn't really the best thing ever. But um I like it, because it's chill, and I like chill music. <laughs> Young and innocent, we were spinning
2: with our heads up in the clouds. Looking up into your eyes, it felt so perfect. I could die, you were my protection, my first love obsession, but
0: probably my favorite of yours.
1: That's one of my favorites too. I'm glad yes. you said that.
0: The lyrics are so relatable and more chill v- vibes. And this one's m- more deep and atmospheric. I assume that was based on a real event of yours.
1: Yes, it is. It is. So I released Picture It and then I released Picture It If You Came Back because Picture It is very like, it's monotoned. It's kind of kind of stays the same throughout. And then I released Picture It If You Came Back to add just a little bit more flair to it. And it's about this guy who we were friends for a really long time, but it was like we're more than friends, but we never called it what it was, you know? And he is a photographer. And so um, it's like reminiscing on all the times that we were hanging out. And the first verse is me like realizing for the first time that like, oh, I think I might like have feelings for you and it's like dressed in black from head to toe looking through the lens and I know you didn't see me looking over you and so um and then it just goes on to me just reminiscing about the past like could you picture it babe like coffee on Sunday my smile after work and then I'm thinking like oh my god this really hurts and oh my god it's just it's one of my favorite songs I've ever written and it didn't receive as much like love is like ghosted or even like midnights and some of these other songs, but it's one of my favorites. And if I'm asking anybody to listen to my music, it's definitely going to be picture it. If you came back,
2: we didn't end up together. I don't
0: memories. That one's a little more upbeat, but still has that emotional side too.
1: So I wrote it on piano originally back in 2017. And I just remember sitting at my piano and I was just really sad because I was thinking about it's actually the same person that picture it's about Um, because we even though we were just friends officially it meant more to me than that. Cause you know, like we're doing more than just hanging out as friends. And so I was just thinking about every single memory we had together. It was originally supposed to be just a really sad like piano ballad. And I just wanted to make it a little more poppy and um, to really like feel something. Like now it's just a memory and you're no longer here with me. But if I could build a time machine, like I would go back in time and I would I would tell you to not walk away i would tell you this i would tell you that um so i really like that song as a song and um i would love to like reproduce it one day just to get the vibes better but like maybe a a more chill and more somber and and sad version of the song but um memories is all about thinking about those memories. Every single verse is an actual memory of mine that we had together. So that one means a lot to me, but I think that's one of the more personal songs I released, where it's literally just my diary opened up. Now it's
2: just a-
0: Is there one song of yours that people tend to gravitate towards
1: so ghosts is one that people talk about a lot quite recently it's been pictured it if you came back and midnights especially that's the one that's been growing every single day i'll look on my spotify for artists and it's getting a couple views or listens every single day
0: yeah, Midnight is your your latest release, and uh, yes. kind of, uh, I guess, catapulted by your, your TikTok. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, kind of talk a little bit about how that all happened.
1: Okay, so one day I was just scrolling through TikTok, and I saw that the band Muna was—they um, had just released a new song. You know, I listened to their first album. I love their song Everything and um, a couple others by them I just adore. So I, I really enjoy their music and I saw that um, they released this new song and a couple of people had posted videos about it. And it, the main line was life's so fun, life's so fun. And I wanted to be a little ironic about it. So I went to my Spotify for artists and you know, since I hadn't really released much in a while and I'm literally the worst at promoting, obviously I don't have many listeners, I don't have many listens, and so I was just making fun of myself and I went to sleep and I woke up and it had like thousands upon thousands of views and likes and comments and other artists were relating to it. And um, they were making their own version of my video and because of that, you know, people went to my Spotify. And at one point I had like 700 or 800 monthly listeners, which I was used to having like 20. And, you know, it was, it was nice for a little bit because I got exposure, people listened to my music and I got a lot of playlists and saves. And, you know, TikTok had has really just changed the game for me because I felt like before I wasn't able to reach out and find my audience and TikTok has really helped me do that.
0: The algorithm is crazy, man. It really is. It reminds
1: me of old YouTube back in the day. Mm
0: -hmm. You probably pull from from two different audiences. Like the one is the you know the Taylor Swift singer songwriter. That kind of people who like that music. But you also have your own songwriter talk, and you have all the other songwriters that can relate to all your your different messages. And yes, like I experienced that too. And yeah, doesn't it suck? And you know all this (laughs) kind of stuff. Yes. And then you end up, you know listening and promoting each other's music. So, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, we like, we bond over it. (laughs) I've discovered so many amazing people on TikTok too. So it's a great platform for people who just want to find new music or people who are indie artists, indie um, singer-songwriters, all of that. I love it.
0: And do you have some sort of set songwriting process that you kind of go to at this point or is it all kind of random?
1: Different every single time, but in the end it always starts out with I'm just doing something random like cleaning or driving or you know taking a shower and then all of a sudden a line will just pop into my head I'm like oh my gosh that's so good I have to write it down and so I'll write it in my notes and um, then periodically pretty much every day I'll sit down with my guitar or piano and just play around with chords and then I'll start hearing like melodies and then I'll look back at my notes and see if there's a song that I could start based on that. Other times, a song just literally writes itself. I get a couple lines and then I just can't stop writing and it's just, I can write a song in like 30 minutes. And then there's other songs where I started like four years ago and they still haven't really found their way creatively um, yet. So it's different every time, but I think um, it's mostly those random thoughts that just pop into your head.
0: So sometimes you'll be grading division homework and they're like, oh, gotta take a break.
1: Yes, I will yeah. <laughs> be, because you know, it's it's so mundane. I'm like, yes, uh, A, B, C, D, okay, okay, okay. True, false, true, false. Oh my gosh, I have the perfect line. I need to stop right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> what do you find the most difficult part of putting your songs together?
1: The most difficult part for me is definitely producing because I have a clear vision in my head of what I want it to sound like. But sometimes it's hard to, you know, actually put that into the computer. I took music theory and, you know, I've been playing piano since I was five. So I understand the music theory aspect of it, but it's really like, producing is a lot of computer-based. You have to know how to work a a program. You have to know how to work the DAW. And, you know, Logic Pro is very user-friendly and, Luckily, I've been able to teach myself a lot through TikTok and YouTube. Um, I'm learning something new every single day and I'm getting better with time. Like, producing for sure is definitely the most difficult, but it's also the most rewarding. So it has its pros and cons, and I feel like writing the songs is the easiest part for me. I write so many songs a month, a week, years. I have hundreds of songs. Like, I got that taken care of. It's just... Also finding the right people, if I don't want to produce it all the time, finding the right person to help me produce it and make it sound like exactly how I envisioned. Like we were talking about earlier, like Jack Antonoff, like he just gets Taylor Swift and any song that he produces is automatically like one of my favorites. So they have that perfect
0: songwriter producer relationship. Would you say you've found your sound at this point or are you still kind of experimenting with different things?
1: I feel like I've found my sound. I know what I like. I want to be like the female version of Laney or Love, um, those sort of like indie artists. I also like um, the band Camino and the 1975, like some of those male driven bands. I I really love their sound and their vibe. And I want it to be be like that. Um, I definitely don't like a bunch of production. I like to be very minimalistic um, and I feel like they do that very well
0: if you make a song and it's more minimal and you listen to it a thousand times you think you start to think to yourself oh this needs more and that's not always the case
1: yes that's my problem I always want to add things and then in the end I go back and I delete a lot like my thing that I'm I do too much is like these background vocals and these ad-libs I'm like does this song really need all that I don't think it does I need to chill
0: and then you listen to some of like your favorite songs and there's like four elements in the entire thing. And you're like, yes. how, how do you do it? You know?
1: Yes, like what's the secret? Mm. Like, I would love to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really into the lyrics. So like, if you're talking about something dumb in your lyrics, I'm, I'm probably not gonna be into it. I feel like that's a rare breed though. I think a lot of people just like go along with the music and they vibe, but it's rare, I feel, to find somebody who's so obsessed with lyrics, that's why I'm shocked at how many people are obsessed with the 10 minute version of All Too Well by Taylor Swift. Like that is that song is so wordy. And you know, I appreciate it as a songwriter, but just to see all of these other people love it so much to get it to number one is insane. So I feel like now is a really good opportunity for songwriters like me who think deeper and love those intricate songs. And like, don't get me wrong, I, I love like, the top 10 like radio hits like I, I chill and I dance to those things too but um my main passion I feel like is songwriting and the, just the feelings behind the lyrics
0: yeah my thought is like uh, the vibes get people in the door yes and then they kind of stay and, and and listen to the lyrics more deeply after that yeah do you have like a career highlight of yours so far like maybe someone recognized your music or you got to play somewhere that was really cool
1: I mean, I got to play Rodeo Rockstar, which was, um, Rodeo Houston is a really big deal in Texas, especially. It's one of the biggest rodeos in the entire country. So a lot of people come out to see it and I got to perform at the Houston Rodeo. And um, so that was a really big deal to me. One of the biggest career highlights for me was getting to record my first EP in Nashville. That was a really big deal because, you know, Lady Antebellum, a country, um, I guess they're Lady A now. Lady A recorded there, Luke Bryan recorded there. Um, I got to work with people who worked on Taylor Swift's first album. And all of those, um, many of those musicians have Grammys for their work on albums. And, you know, that was a really big deal to me. The Nashville Songwriters Association a couple years ago um, told me that I was an artist to watch. They added my name to um, a short list of other songwriters who they see like potential in for the future. So that was a big deal to me. Anything that involves people recognizing my songwriting first, I, I think that's a big deal. I don't necessarily want to be the next Taylor Swift. I don't need to play for fifty thousand people every night. That's not really who I am. I I seem extroverted, but I'm actually an introvert. And um, being around a bunch of people, it may look like I'm having a great time, but I'm a little stressed on the inside. So, you know. Taylor Swift can't walk the streets without someone recognizing her. So I think that's the beauty in songwriting. You can be the person who writes the number one hit, but no one really knows your name unless they they do their research. Right. So um, I'm hoping for the future to write for artists or maybe write songs that get in Netflix specials and movies and anything like that. So
0: yeah, I was going to ask you about that songwriting like not for Alyssa May.
1: Last year I went to a songwriting
0: retreat where we
1: wrote for a artist who was on The Voice at the time. And so we're still waiting for that project to come out. So I have done it a few times, but I would love to write for other artists more often. It's just difficult when technically right now I'm still a nobody. No one knows who Alyssa May is. You know, some of these top, Like Josh Josh Kerr, he's a songwriter in Nashville, and Emily Wise Band, they're well-known, number one songwriters, and they're my age. Um, But compared to them, I don't have any songwriting credits. So it's almost like waiting for um, someone to give me an opportunity, or when I reach out for an opportunity, they say yes.
0: So many people want to be Taylor Swift, but there's that B and C tier list celebrity. Yes. That's like the ideal spot where you're well off financially, but people don't hound you on the street. And yes. You can live your life, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. I couldn't even imagine everybody knowing my name and knowing, knowing what I look like and not feel like I could live my life without people watching.
0: You kind of uh, touched on your future plans. You have a lot of demos you're still working on. Yes. And uh, Anything concrete around the corner?
1: I like to have things ready like four weeks out. So I have time to like submit it to Spotify playlists and try to promote it on Facebook and some of these other places. Um, So I don't have an official date yet, but I'm hoping for something in the next couple of weeks, probably closer to January and maybe into February. I'm just really focusing on um, getting the demo sound so perfect where I'm not second guessing myself because I like to second guess myself a lot. And I, told myself that I have got to release an EP this time. The Ghost EP was gone, the Vision EP, gone. I had one that I was gonna release um, over the summer and I just, I couldn't do it. So I told myself that if I don't release an EP in 2022, then I need to quit music forever. <laughs> Not really, <laughs> but um, something is coming soon.
0: Links to Alyssa's music? and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of High Five Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at High Five Music, and you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening.